0: And that's when we got out our ghost therapy monocles, told her to sit down, asked for her co-payment, and got cracking.
1: Between the present and the
0: past, memories held in the walls and earth, energies and entities that cross the barrier into our dreams and our consciousness
2: that which has been left behind between the living and the dead. I'm Emily. And I'm Joy. And this is is The Residuals. Residuals. Did I ever tell you my summer routine? Like one year when I lived in Brooklyn, I had the tattoo shop. I had a tattoo shop in Williamsburg in Brooklyn, and I would get up in the morning, like fucking 8.30, 9.00. That was the only reason I would get up early is to go to the fucking beach. And I'd pack my little bag and get whatever nerd book I was reading and take like the hour and a half train to Coney Island. Mm. I'd go lay on the beach in the morning until noon when they opened the cyclone. And I would go take a ride or two on the cyclone. Shut and up. then, And then I would get back on the train and go to work. I love that. And it was like my favorite thing. And my, like, my my proudest Cody Island moment was one day I had my little Luna card because they just swipe you. You put money on it and keep it. Um, So I got up to the cyclone and I swiped my card. And it didn't have any money on it. And the dude at the turnstile was like, you're here all the time. Just come in.
3: (gasps) I love him.
2: It was so good. And I just used to lay out there in like my bikini and hang out and go take a ride and go to work. That sounds open to it Kony was Kony a good Island life. Once. It I've was only great. been
0: once. And it was, I think the cyclone was closed or something. Oh no.
2: I love that, that sounds thing. magical. I it was know. a good that was a good summer. I mean, that was like I feel like that was a pivotal summer in my life where I sort of like changed the way that I did a lot of things and started Mm -hmm. doing stuff because I wanted to do it for me instead of worrying so much about what other people wanted. Yeah. And I think we're hitting one of those cycles again. So everybody fucking, watch out. out. I'm at the beach again. My kid's going to go to kindergarten soon. I'm going to have a whole four hours every day (laughs) where no one says mom to me.
0: (laughs) You know, I was thinking about the finale the season finale we did last year at the end of our very first season compared to how it is now and it's so different in that everything was very uncertain Mm -hmm. and now this year this this time it's like oh okay so I'm vaccinated you're vaccinated we got to see each other I got to hug you and it's wonderful (laughs) oh joy
3: sorry (laughs) I'm like laughing
0: and yawning. Lawning. Oh, we should start the show. Okay. I'm Emily. I'm Joy. And this is...
2: The, the residuals. residuals.
0: Season two finale episode.
2: Season two finale.
0: Holy Banana. crumpets. You know, we've talked in the past about updates uh, from people that have been on our show and things that have happened and them reaching out to us. And we thought... For this um, season season ender, why not just do a special on that?
2: I mean, it's it's a clip show and an update show.
0: It's a club date show. Club dates. Club. Great. Club dates. So the first one we have is with our lovely friend, Kate Spencer.
2: Oh, Kate! I love Kate. Kate. Kate is an author and a podcaster as well.
3: Mm
2: -hmm. Uh, She and Dory do a Forever 35 podcast, which is great. And you all should check it out. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, she was on the show. It was uh, the name of the episode was Talking to Lights and Bugs. And it was episode nine of season two. two. Yeah. So uh, let's have a little listen to uh, what Kate, a few things that Kate told us. After that, we'll be back to give you an update from her.
4: My mom is not like an exciting haunt. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I know she's not like scary. She's not around a lot. I don't. I here's how I think my mom has come back as an as insects and also through the electricity. Let me start from the beginning. My family, I co-own a. Uh, a home with my mom's siblings. It was my grandparents' house. And it was like, it's this old, um, it's not dilapidated, but it's a very old New England, small brick farmhouse that they bought Mm -hmm. in the 60s that is very sentimental and special to everybody. And so instead of like selling it, it has kind of, we've kept it amongst the family, but because my mom is dead, my brother and I um, are the other proprietors, owners, along with my mom's three siblings.
2: Okay.
4: And it is like, if a place is going to have like spirit, spirit energy of my family, it's this place. And it's a very uh, old house. It's where the Church of um, Seventh-day Adventists was actually founded. Shut <laughs> up. Yeah. It's, it's, it, which, it's in a teeny tiny town in New Hampshire. Um, okay. So it's, it's this cool old house. Anyway, so one night I was there and I think I was sleeping there alone. And I was in the room that had that my grandparents used to sleep in and it has like a, it's a very old house. So it has this like tiny staircase. And mm. I just saw this like light being just float up the stairs and into mm. the room. I don't know how to describe it. Whoa. I woke up and it was like this light blob came in yeah, and then left. And I was like, mom, but I don't know why I knew that that was my mom. I don't know right. how to explain it. It was nope. just like, it's a um, feeling. You like,
2: know, it, was it was
4: just like, oh, there's my mom. And it didn't yeah. feel scary. I always, um, I've always been worried about like my mom energetically or my grandparents visiting me because it kind of that the whole thought of it freaks me out. Me too. But it, it didn't feel scary. And that was what was so like kind of comforting about it. I, just, I was like, oh, that was weird. <sighs> right. So, so that was a, that was kind of a ghosty thing that happened, but I, I genuinely believe my mom communicates through electrical lighting mm. and it's okay. specific light fixtures and it, nobody else believes me. We do. Is, I will. Thank you. My whole yeah. family is like, Ugh. but really, well, I mean, not in a disrespectful way, just like, uh, there's one light in my dad's house that that since my mom died also when my mom died every electrical thing stopped working
5: <gasps>
4: everything like the week she died the vacuum broke the dro- washer dryer broke all, like it was this oh, b- man b- everything and she had um my mom had pancreatic cancer
6: oh. and she lived
4: my uncle I know, died all right? that it's brutal. It's awful. If you've awful. been following, you know, Alex Trebek. Yes. Um, mm. I was, you I get was it there with him. You get it Yeah, I was but there yeah, with him when he passed
0: away. It's a fucking awful way to go. I'm so it's sorry, an, babes. It's,
4: oh, it was... Well, thank you. Uh, it sucked. And she... So she had nine months from diagnosis to when she died. Mm. And during that time, like, kind of unbeknownst to me, but she went around mm. and, like, wrote instructions on how to do stuff and how to use stuff and then, like, taped them everywhere because she knew... <gasps>
2: Oh my God! We were
4: all like clueless. Right. So, so like they're on the washer dryer. It was like, here's how to work this. Here's who to call if it breaks. Like, here's who fixes the air conditioning. It was remarkable. She was. Oh my
2: gosh! A Wait, very
4: prepared person. I
2: already have a question. Yeah. Did the things that have problems have notes on them? Yes,
4: all of Which, them.
2: Was it all like the? I want to make sure you're reading my notes.
4: Kind of. It kind <laughs> of felt like this test of like, well. I'm dead so you better y'all gotta figure it out like in the
2: still teaching you.
4: Yes, the light bulb cabinet, she had instructions on like which light bulb was for which.
3: <gasps> oh my god. Oh my god, this is amazing. This all she makes was, sense right off the bat, too. She
4: was great. My mom was a, was a, just a great person, mom, human. She was just the best. So so anyway, she did all that. So little things like that would happen. But then there is there's an electrical outlet in my dad's house that I tell you, if we, it, it flickered, like it's been like this for years. And especially if we're talking about something, I think that either relates to her or she would want to chime in on it flickers. And then I would have it in my most, my old house that I just moved out of uh, six months ago, same thing. And I would have it in my bathroom and I would go into my bathroom and my, the light would flicker and I would literally just talk to the light because it, I, I'm just convinced it was how my mom would manifest. And then it, we moved. And then in my new house, and they ki- also did this in like the kitchen and the kids playroom all over the place. But in my new house, we just moved. And it started doing it recently in the kitchen. Oh and it, was, it was like during a conversation that might have, I can't remember, it might have been related to my mother, but or to like something she would have been involved in. And, and I know like the logical explanation is just like the wiring or or whatnot, but right there is a feeling for me of like, I guess the way I think about all this stuff is like, if it brings you comfort, it's like harmless to believe right. in it. Joy. I loved, I loved that. I love that her
0: mom left such explicit instructions on everything that then went to shit afterwards. And it's almost like she was (laughs) like, were you listening? Because you you know how it is with the small kid. You're like, no, I need to, you need to look at me. So I know you're listening to me. I feel like it, that's almost like what this was the equivalent of. It's like, now let's see if you were paying attention in class. All of the things are going to break. Let's see if you're going to read my notes and my instructions on how to fix them.
2: So wonderful. I love it.
0: Well, here is, really um, here's our update from Kate herself. She left us a message. Here you go. Okay.
7: Hey, it's Kate Spencer calling in with an update. So after I did your podcast, I was having a really hard time, um, stuff going on with my family, and I woke up early one morning and a light in this kind of sitting area of my house was going nuts flashing. I mean, it was, it was crazy. It was just, it, it wasn't turning on and off, but the light would brighten and then go down and brighten and then go down over and over again. And this is essentially what I have seen is what I think is signs from my mom. So I took that as it was my mom, um, checking in with me and that has not happened since that light is now perfectly normal. You know, oftentimes I've like chalked it up to wiring issues, but it just went back to normal and never did it again. And, you know, the most recent time I have noticed a little like light um, flash, you know, like the light fixture getting brighter and then going down was not at my own house, but actually at my brother's house. Um, a few weeks ago, I finally got to visit my brother and his wife and their one-year-old son and my father and stepmom were there. It was the first time we'd all really seen each other. It was the first time my dad had met his grandson and um, you know, the first time we'd all been together since COVID. And we were all sitting in my brother's living room and I just noticed one of the light pictures on the ceiling got really bright for a second and then dimmed. And I was like, oh, okay, you're happy we're all together. And that was it. So I thought y'all might like that update. Bye.
0: I think, you know, you and I both already knew about what happened with, you know, the week after. Oh, yeah. With her mom. But the fact that there was a long pause. And then just recently when she was able to go back and be with her brother and her dad and his new partner and the lights flickered for no reason and it was you know for mm-hmm. her it was her mom saying you know I'm glad you're all together like that's yeah. something
2: like I'm here too yeah yeah oh thank
0: you Kate I feel like this is kind of a this is a mum's mum's reaching out kind of heavy thing because you know we spoke with um a dear friend of ours Amber this year about mm-hmm some one of them was a truly horrifying campus yes. experience
2: oh my god so Oof. scary Blurred.
0: and while we were talking with amber the first time the door opened while she was talking to us but there was no one there who opened it and so <gasps> we got a little bit more into um some of the things that maybe had to do with her mom so should we check it out
8: Oh, my God. Doors in my house always open. Stop. I'm sorry. What? I'm very... what? So <laughs> doors in my house open unex- unexpectedly all the time. I've like... <laughs> like... So did someone just get tired of listening to you talk about ghosts or
2: did they just join you to listen
3: to you talk they're about They're like, listen,
2: ghosts. I think you're talking about my topic
0: because I am undead. <laughs> I should probably
8: be contributing to so was. I don't know how to explain it, honest to God. The doors open a lot in my house and I can't wow. explain it. And I'm like, okay, well, this is happening again. How old is your house? My house was built in the 40s and got um, a reboot sometime, I think, in the 80s. And then we just, re- we just, <laughs> we just renovated. I'm sure we kicked up a bunch of stuff. But the thing is, is that the door is always open, especially to my daughter's room. Her her bedroom door always opens. Um, Does she say anything? She's never said a thing. Um, the part I've been leaving out is, like, my mom died a couple of years ago. And so oh, sometimes I do wonder, and, like, my mom's remains are in the house. So oh. I do wonder if, like it feels sometimes to me, like, and I'm not very intuitive with this kind of stuff. I'm usually just like, whoa, that was out of, you know, like with the thing that happened with someone sitting on my bed, I was just like, oh, this is just like someone, you know, I didn't like have any like whole picture of what I was, you know, maybe dealing with. Right. But sometimes with the doors opening in my house, I do get this like big feeling of, I, I don't know, I can't really describe it, but I get like, especially one time I had like a, I like saw in my mind, like her, like peeking her head in and being like, I saw her like full head to toe, like her hair, her jammies, her slippers, her bathrobe, and just like poke in her head. and she didn't look sick. And it was like really nice. And she looked in and she was just like, just seeing if you need anything. And of She's course- just checking on you. Yeah, I just, just checking. Yeah. And of course at the time I was like, oh,
3: I need everything, like <laughs> come back Aww. forever
8: um but yeah <laughs> but so I do sometimes with my mom I mean I think of my mom and I like to I like to think that it's her
5: coming that makes through sense, I'm
1: sure it is if you saw her like that I and saw I understand your child's
8: what you mean. thing where I saw it like in my mind's eye like I turned to look at the door to be like why did the door just open it was the first time it ever happened and I turned to look like, why did the door just open? And I like saw her like head to toe in my mind.
2: That makes so much sense. Of course you would like go open the kids doors and check on them at night or just like. It
8: actually makes me feel really good when the doors open in the house because I'm, yeah. I don't know. I don't know what this is, but I know what it feels like it is, <laughs> you know, and I. Here's uh, the thing.
0: That's, that's I think that's the important I like thing. That, you know, it's important that you don't associate that you don't feel fear that right. instead you feel comfort. Totally. And you feel
8: peace. Oh, totally comfortable with it.
0: So it's great. That's
8: perfect. And that's, you know,
0: that's all that needs to be. Oh I mean,
8: I've totally on the subject of my mom like coming around, I have this one toy that is Ronan's toy and he um it I don't know what is the deal with this toy, but it like randomly will just like grind. Like it's a, it's a remote control car and it'll just randomly okay. grind like day and night. And I, for the longest time, it was like right after she died. And I kept being like, like we would say something, you know, these things just kind of line up. But then they also, it got to the point where we were just like, we don't really actually know what's going on with this little car. Like, because <laughs> yeah. it would like grind to like kind of punctuate things that we would be saying. And I was like, that is kind of like a, she would be chiming in or like, I'm saying like something that she would agree with. And so it got to the point where we were joking and being like, it would, it would grind after I would say something or he would say something. He'd be like, see your mom agrees. And I'd be like, see mom. Like,
2: oh <laughs> like, my God. That's so great. Like,
8: I love that. I really love that too. It's Did just, she give him the car? No, it's just like this little remote control car that like inexplicably just like, was grinding all the time. Like someone gave it to us, I think after she died, or we didn't we didn't teach him how to like turn it on until after right. until he was a bit until he was a bit older, which happened to be after she had died. Um, oh so God. I know, I know I've got the right audience with this, but <laughs> sometimes I feel a little self-conscious saying it because I'm like, I feel like I sound like a lunatic, but at the I same time. Really like enjoy the idea that like she's like tinkering with things in my house. Yeah,
2: absolutely. So I think that's really nice. The door to the room that Amber was sitting in while recording just opened in the middle of our interview with her. And Mm -hmm. she very like nonchalantly was like, Oh yeah, doors open all the time. It's so weird. We were like, What hold on. What? Hang
0: on and that's when we got out our ghost therapy monocles told her to sit down asked for her co-payment
2: and got cracking (laughs) um but yeah we're gonna talk to amber right now about an update so that's exciting hello
5: hi
3: hi how are you guys hi so you came all the
2: way back even after dealing with us all that time before so i appreciate it
3: no it was so much fun (laughs) i know it was really fun talking to you
0: (laughs) as it's our last episode of the season we wanted to have some check-ins uh with people we've had on because i think and we said this to you towards the end that some who have been on the show report to us afterwards that they've had activity happen after talking to us and to let Mm -hmm. us know and oh boy oh boy Amber where do we (laughs) start with you
2: did
8: you have a little bit of an uptick
2: just a tiny uptick just just a little bit
8: so what's funny is that since I was on last time there's actually been like a ton of things like a like a cascade of things oh so my like, gosh I'm like what the fuck is happening in my
2: fucking house I mean
8: I'm sorry <laughs> but also I'm not I mean, I mean nothing I'm, I'm, like I'm sorry. nothing that I was like and things like not in my house too like I had a whole thing happen in my car where I was like driving along and then I was like hey you get that feeling where you're like not by yourself and I'm like well, oh, yeah. literally like in my car alone and like what's ha- what is this weird like uh, oh. like, like up the back feeling you know like not even like it maybe up the back implies that it's like scary or something but it's not it's more just like that like awareness of like oh I'm yeah not, like who's here what's going on and then I had this like another like mind's eye thing where I was like I could see my mom like sitting in the seat in the passenger seat next to me and I could like see her whole outfit and like her like floppy hat and like I was just like whoa what are you doing here (laughs) what's going on and um you know it was one of those where I was like I don't know if I'm having just like a big like grief sometimes I feel like I have a big like swell of grief and then like somewhere around that time I'll have like a um I'll have something where I'm like what is this like it so it's it's always kind of like feels murky, but I'm like, this is a very like, I don't know. It's uh I feel like I've had, had times like that. About it.
2: <laughs> but like those times when you're having like grief. I know that when I'm having those moments with whomever I'm missing at the time, there's a distinct difference, especially like when I have those dreams about my grandfather. I can feel the difference even in the dream of it just being, I'm dreaming about them because I miss yeah. them. Or they're visiting me like it's a different feeling so I feel like if you're getting like the spine tingles it might not just be it
8: was different it was different because you know I I think about her a lot so this was definitely different than that and it was just a trip like it wasn't I was just kind of like in the car with her and then I had it was the but bizarre thing about it was I was like okay like because i always feel like you know I don't want to just like get out of the car and like not say anything. About like, okay like I gotta go so I end up doing that where I'm like saying to an empty seat like I'm like okay like I gotta go like do my thing like I have to go continue living um, <laughs> but the craziest part was that I was walking down the street and I like kept turning around because I kept being like what is this like followed feeling and i was like okay and i like turned around and i actually like on the street wherever i was was like you can't come with me all day i'm really (laughs) sorry like you can't you can't come with me all day and so like that was a total trip to be like in the car and being like you know just kind of like vocalizing the like oh i really miss you and like stuff like talking about stuff like that and then being like, okay, but, like, now I have to, like, go into the pharmacy and, like, do the shitty
3: thing. Like, <laughs> right. like, you're day. distracting me. <laughs> you know, like, 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 I am distracted by you standing back there. Yeah, like. like,
8: I actually do have to put a pin in this, because, like, I can't, oh. like, come completely undone and, like, be able to do the rest of my day either.
0: So what yeah. started happening around your house after you spoke with us?
8: Um, Well, I mean, just a lot of, like, you know, my door's just open and a lot. Like, my doors are just, or I'll find them open. And I'm like, who opened this? And no one takes any credit for it being open. So maybe at this point, I mean, I suppose it's possible that my husband, like, doesn't want to admit that he's forgotten the door open at this point. But, you know, I suppose that's possible. Well, I guess I'll start with this. That I had the, I was getting dressed in the morning and it was one of those, I've never had this happen before with anybody, ever. Like, I've never, like, you know, you often... We'll have things happen where you like think there's someone out of the corner of your eye, but you're like, what it's never like someone who's passed on, it's always like someone else who's in the house or like whatever. And so, you can kind of just be like, whatever, that wasn't actually there. That was like, I don't know, like, yeah, like I'll see day.
2: stuff and I'll, I'm like, oh, it's just the picture and like the dresser near yeah, each other, exactly. You know, like, yeah, exactly, like stuff like you that.
8: Like it's, your, something else. it's like your brain combines a couple things and you start, th- you know, and that's not the same. This was like I was getting dressed and I was just like hurrying along and I hadn't done my my bedrooms in a part of the house where, like, even if other people are in my house, if I don't close the bedroom door, like the chances of someone walking past is like pretty minimal. Um, Mm -hmm. And so, you know, that's okay. Um, And uh, I had the door open and I just I it was the craziest thing. Like I saw like her blonde hair and her bathrobe out of the corner mm-hmm. of my eye and I like looked and of course it was gone but I was like no that was like her blonde hair and her bathrobe like that oh was like and gosh. it was just like I couldn't see her face but I could just see the blonde hair and the bathrobe and it was so distinctive and it was also like the same thing the last time I had you uh, like a mind's eye type vision of her that was the, that was the same thing that she was wearing then too, which was wild. So but, I was like, "Didn't you go <laughs> wait, to her what?
4: house? You just went to her house. This I year. just
8: went to her house recently. Um, oh,
2: okay.
8: Yeah. Um, and for a while, things were happening down there too, like, um, like people would smell cigarettes, and no one smokes down there. Stuff like that." Mm-hmm or like they'd get like a strong scent of her perfume and they'd be like huh like, what and mm. at least once there was a door open there that people were like the door to her ah. bedroom was open and they were like what is this happening
2: yeah.
8: yeah so
0: and it was fine. the door to her bedroom
8: yeah, it was the door to her bedroom. I
2: mean, <laughs> I'm just going in and out of my bedroom in my robe with my cup of coffee and my slippers. Like. to
8: God, like it has very much that vibe where she's like, I'm just it feels like a look, I'm just coming through. Like, <laughs> yeah. you know, like I'm just checking on what's going on here. I appreciate
2: um, that her outfit of choice in the afterlife is fucking being comfortable.
8: Oh, God. Oh, no, right. I'm like here for it it's so her it's like what it was like part of her lounge attire if she and like her part of her morning attire and i didn't realize yeah. how much of an impression that had made on me until i was like oh that's interesting that that's like what i keep seeing and what she keeps appearing as yeah it's <laughs> so that was a trip and then later the same day the door the front door to my house i was outside talking to my neighbor and she I guess a few minutes earlier, I'd heard it click open and she'd thought someone was coming out, but we'd been like chatting, chatting and chatting. And then when I turned around and I saw it, I was like, oh, my door's open. And she's like, yeah, I heard it open a few minutes ago. I thought someone was gonna come out. Like so she,
0: like, like the door handle. Like she hands. heard it
8: click. She oh heard the click from like down the steps, and no. And so I came in, and I was like, "Uh, did someone open the door to the house?" She
2: just came out to listen to you guys and chat with you,
8: see what was going on. Yeah. Oh
2: my yeah. gosh!
8: Wow. But you feel
2: comforted by this. This is not something that is like uncomfortable.
8: No, right? it's not. It's not. There was like a brief amount of time when I had like kind of a funny vibe and it was based off of something my husband had said, actually, where he said, you know, when I'm in the room with our daughter, he was, he was like, I have just like this feeling that there's something in that back corner. And then after he said that I was like in the room and I was like, I was like, this is just a weird feeling. Like I must just be having a weird feeling because I'm suggestible.
2: Wasn't there something with your studio too in the attic? Didn't that, feel weird sometimes
8: oh well i would get i started getting sick up in the attic oh. like i started getting like headaches and stuff and i wonder if that was like i don't know the attic has has funny vibes the house has i think one of the people that lived here before was like a very grumpy man um, oh
2: so maybe so it's just residual, maybe just like, residual stuff.
8: like grumpy man vibes i don't know if I start getting vibes from like something that I feel like is not mom, I'm like, mom, like, you know, like, like call her, like, please. <laughs> mom, can you tell this thing I don't thing know what to, this is. I don't know what this is, but I don't like it. Like yeah, yeah. keep an eye on whatever is happening here, please. No, that's all. Awesome. Um, I
2: wonder if like, if the person was just like a grumpy old person, if that was just that corner of the room, I wonder if that's just like someplace they hung out.
8: Well, like, it's like, it totally could be because it seems like it was used for maybe an office, it's like a very mm-hmm. small room. So mm-hmm. it could be a room that like some grumpy person spent a lot of time. Like
2: a grumpy just, like, person's TV room with their barca lounger where they just. Or,
8: yeah, there. like for their. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I think I've just started being like, maybe everything's just a little thin for me.
0: Amber, we're really happy that you came back on and gave us an update. Thank you so much.
2: Tell your mom next. we
0: said hi. It was really we, nice to talk I to you guys. You. We hope to catch up with you soon
2: yes Bye. Bye. oh my god she's oh my gosh
0: i really wish that i could pull off a haircut like that it could it's so, I cute.
2: Wish. She's so, so fucking cute
0: stylish she's great
2: amber Doesn't i know she? i just said it but I, I love you i do i love you
0: i, lo- I what? love what i love her <laughs>
2: um, um, i'll tell you what i don't love
0: what don't you love joy
2: i don't love the soul collector do you remember that
3: episode
0: that episode (laughs) honestly okay that is and i don't think we mentioned i don't what we haven't mentioned that this but that was the first time in two almost two years at that point of doing this neither of us were able to go to sleep very well that night after we recorded
2: yeah no we both got we got Hebe Shit to no sleep. Yeah. <laughs> that night. It was just terrifying. Like, the whole episode, it was another one where it sort of, like, unraveled. And the more that he told us about things, the more you and I were like, this is a broad situation. Burn it down, run away.
3: <laughs> <laughs> this is one of those
0: things that even though we're not in the same room, we can both read each other's eyes that are very much like, oh, Wow.
2: But to each other, we're like, oh, no, no, I was so scared. I was (sighs) like, this is not okay." So, yeah, we interviewed Andrew. Um, The episode name is The Soul Collector. It was episode 14 of season two. So please go back and listen to the whole thing if you have not. Um, But we are going to do a little clippy-dippy-doo from that real quick now. And then we'll be back after that with some updates from him
5: terrifying. So the first thing I remember was nighttime uh, um, scratching on the walls.
3: No, Constant
5: scratching on the walls in the bedroom okay Uh, all around Uh, and um, my wife uh, Melissa was starting to see things at night and she was getting really concerned about it. She would wake up screaming in the middle of the night because she could see a toddler running around the room oh, uh, no. little, she she's like you, and I would say I think you're, you're crazy <laughs> you're not, you're, because I'm looking with my own eyes and I don't see anything you know and she's like right. she's like no he's right there I can see him can't you see him he's walking around the room you can hear his footsteps you know and and I was not having that experience but oh I was, God. but it was certainly as though the room was alive I'll, every night. Just the sound of the scratching everywhere across the room. Good okay, God. I'm getting to the I'm getting to the probably the worst part here. So get ready. <laughs> so,
3: oh God!
5: Okay. <laughs> so I, so yes, the bedroom was alive. There were the scratches on the walls. My wife seeing the child in the middle of the night. This would happen frequently. Uh, mm. And then the thing that really started to disturb us was that uh, my daughter, who could barely speak at this point, was starting to see things in her room. Okay. And, nope, 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 um, nope, nope. And she said she would talk to us about the skeleton man who would <gasps> appear to her. Um, and she didn't. Rude! Seem, she, didn't, <laughs> she didn't seem afraid of him at all, but no, she would refer to him as the skeleton man with the green coat. One thing in particular that. Um, There was something that I always noticed was I would always be woken up by a knock on the wall next to me like that kind of a knock. And it would always be at 3.30 on the dot. And I don't know what what is the significance of 3.30. Okay, so I'll tell you when things started to really go crazy. Jesus Um, Christ. We had a we had a friend. I don't even know how to describe him other than to say that he is a uh maybe a psychic i don't know something he's he senses that you know is a friend of a friend that we got to know you know who was you know and we, we were telling him these stories and he's like hey i could come by and check out your place and see oh. if i can figure out what's going on so our friend uh our friend came over and he immediately began to sense something bad in this place he said this is not a good place there's something very bad here um, and you know he spent some time there and he did some things that I don't even know what they were but you know that, like um, to try to communicate to try to see what I remember talking to him about the ghost radar and I was like I can't believe this thing really works and he, he was explained to me in, in his opinion He's like, anything works, you know, it's whatever you put your belief into, you know, yeah. if you put this yeah. out and you say, talk to me, you're inviting something to talk to you, you know, so exactly. Um, right. So um, what, what he came to believe about our space was that, um, and, and I don't, um, you probably understand what he's talking about more than I do, but he came to, be, to, to believe that our space was inhabited by what he called a collective soul. Um, does that mean anything to you?
2: In the sense that many have formed one entity, yes, or that it is a collector, because I feel like there's two. Oh uh, yeah, I don't. I would his say the collector.
0: One would probably be more apt, considering the bad feeling around.
2: It. But I don't. I I don't know. I'm gonna look it up. Continue. Oh,
5: okay. His feel. I have a
0: really icky feeling about that.
5: His yeah. definition. His definition was definitely. a a number of lost souls that had bound together and i do remember distinctly the one time with him our friend sitting there on the couch with us where he just started startled you know he just jumped and looked over into the corner by the window and he said oh there you are
2: so yeah um it's more more scary than i remember now that i I just listened again
0: and i think especially now knowing. I think it's in the moment when we're recording it, and you and I are like, oh Oh. shit. And then we listen back and we're like, oh my God.
2: Yeah. Like we have time to marinate on all, like the whole thing. It's like when you put the pins in the giant map with the red thread. Yeah. And then you realize that the call is coming from inside the house. Like
7: it's it's always the
2: bad feeling at the end that, oh, that revelation of how terrible the situation actually is exactly so we always Mm -hmm. try to do the polite thing
0: and obviously you know we we message people and say thank you and what have you but we'll always you know the the day um the day of or the day after an episode goes live we will you know send them a quick email letting them know and sending them a link so um (laughs) oh god so, OK, so this episode came out on Wednesday, April 14th. So because I, I don't have life skills to email people the day of the very next morning at like 8 a.m., I popped to Andrew a message to let him know that it had gone live. Shortly afterwards, uh, we got a message back from him. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, Jesus.
2: You'll understand why we're nervously laughing in a moment. Shortly afterwards, we get this email from
0: Andrew and... uh So he writes, I was a little freaked out after our interview, and I was up a few nights waiting for the knock at 3.30 a.m. Nothing ever happened. Yesterday night, however, I had a dream that turned scary. I don't remember much about it, but was awakened by what seemed like a distant shriek outside the window. I looked at the clock, and it was 3.30 in the morning. At the time, I was mostly annoyed. Now I'm a little more freaked out. I wouldn't just be a little more freaked out. I'd be shitting my pants and staging everything. Yeah, no. Here's the here's the thing. Okay. Also, I'm sorry if us putting it out into the universe maybe brought it back.
2: But like, no. Listen. When when it happened, the episode had not been released yet.
0: No. We had when it scheduled to be
2: released. I was working on it oh. and finishing it that night that he had that dream and that shit happened. The next day it went live.
0: Wait, I have in a like question. the middle
2: of the day. I have a question for you. What yeah. time that night did you finish it? I don't know. I think it was one of those days where I like finished it in the morning after we like um i always finish my homework outside of class before Me the too. class That's so fine. um but no i was working on it the night before so the tuesday before it was released which is when he said that he had that happen no
0: no no yeah because i emailed also
2: him. this no. is a good time to remind people that I extra scare myself because I listened to these episodes over and over and over <laughs>
0: when I'm getting stuff? This, his email came to us the day it, he was woken up 3.30 in the morning, the day that it came out. So you were still working on it, but it was the day of that it was coming, going live out into the universe. Yeah.
2: It, it didn't go live until I think the afternoon that time. Yeah. It was not something that I had done Tuesday night. No. So it was still in progress yeah it's fucking wild dude and he had no idea we hadn't contacted him for anything it wasn't like the week before we had said hey andrew like can you give us links to this thing and links for the theater like none of that we had all of that at the interview date however many weeks months before because that was done a while back Mm -hmm. um there was no way that he would have known like, Emily and I are the only people that know our schedule.
0: Yeah, but the only two who know,
2: well, I mean, I barely know what's happening most days. Joy's <laughs> on top of it. Let's be real. But like, no, there's just no, there's no reason that that would have even been in his head. Um, So there isn't any subconscious way that he could have had a bad dream just with it rattling around in the back of his head. Nope, none of it.
0: It's that Bucky. he didn't even wake up to tapping. He woke up to screaming.
2: Right. And then that he was like, I wasn't scared at the time, but now realizing the timing of it, i a little more freaked out. Just a bit. Just a tan. <sighs> Thank you for the update, Andrew. I hope you are sleeping soundly and I hope no one's screaming at you tonight while we're recording this
0: maybe that was Jim's just them saying, ah, oh, you got my name wrong. Not soul collector, Derek. If you have a scary story of your own that when you listen to us you think, oh, I should send my stuff in. Email us at the residuals podcast at gmail.com. We also have Instagram, the underscore residuals underscore podcast.
2: And I think we have a Twitter too, don't we, Joy? We do. We definitely have a Twitter. It is at the Residuals Pod. Just that pod? Just that. Drop the cast for Twitter. We look forward to hearing from you. Yeah. Should we get back to the show? Oh, heck yeah. All right, So, All right. so listen, aside from that, um, I was going to ask you if you had any particular favorite episodes or favorite like portions of episodes, like any stories that were I mean it doesn't even have to be anything that like scared you the most but like your favorite things from this season
0: I think my favorite one that we did this season was episode 10 of this season which was a death sadness trap the Cecil hotel it was that interview with Hadley Mears who is just an absolutely wonderful journalist the history of it. How much of mm-hmm. the Cecil stuff is kind of misunderstood? The, yeah. the false, the false urban legends that have been attributed to it. That sure. you know, like the Black Dahlia and things like that, having to do with it. But also, starting to get into the history and the haunting of downtown LA, and on Broadway and Los Fields, yeah. which we need to have her back. But it was just fascinating to me that this is. Los Angeles was started with so much hope and what it turned into is crushing sadness and despair for so many people who came here for for a new opportunity and how that has impacted things on on a level that isn't necessarily of this um, conscious plane, I guess.
2: Yeah, yeah. Do you want to yeah. listen to a little bit of that now?
3: Yeah, fuck yeah, let's play it. Cecil is... By far, I mean, I've researched lots and lots of places in LA. It is by far the place I've found the most documentation, actual documents of terrible things happening
7: than anywhere
3: in Los Angeles, bar none. Uh, when I was writing an article I wrote years ago for KCT that got me into the, into the Cecil, whatever that means, I was shocked, like when I was going through the LA Times archives, how many suicides, how many shady folks lived there, how many killers or serial killers were associated yeah. with the place. And it's just kind of continues to evolve, right? And of course, Lisa Lam has kicked the whole history and whole mythos, right, of the Cecil up to this totally different level. The Cecil is really fascinating because it was built in the 1920s. And when it was being constructed, downtown was in its prime. Downtown was the place. It was where all of the celebrities partied. It was where all of the fancy stores were, the department stores like Hamburgers. It was where all of the fancy hotels were, like the Alexandria and the Biltmore. And it was on the up and up and up and up and up right it's the kind of common 1920s story like it's never going to go down like we're shiny and new and american and all this jazz Mm and so the cecils built in the 20s to be like a very solidly middle class hotel it wasn't supposed to be the finest hotel by a long shot there were a lot of other much fancier hotels in la but it was like a very good hotel and you see that in the early days and you know they had a nightclub, they had singers there. It was a nice place for folks to stay. But then what happens, of course, is the stock market crash in 1929. The depression hits. I know that pesky, that pesky crash. it really kind of alters, particularly the area of downtown that the Cecil was in for some reason. And by the 1930s, you really start seeing folks dying by suicide there and wow. it becoming mm-hmm. slowly a place not where you would stay overnight because you're on vacation or you're on a business trip, but a place that you live long term for you know very little money. Let, yeah. What what folks back in less generous days would call like a flop house. You know, it was it was like a boarding house. Mm-hmm. And the way people mostly died by suicide especially through like the thirties through the sixties was jumping out the windows. Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. And and I wrote this article once for LA magazine about um, how many people in LA jumped out windows in various places. Of course the most famous is, is the Pasadena bridge. I was just going to say that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sadly, but the sequel is really one of the top and there there's all these horrible stories of like, a woman falling onto the marquee, and they're having to take her off with hooks. Oh, uh, a no. person falling into the oh god, office, I know of the building <sighs> next door. And probably the most famous case is this woman in the '60s named Pauline Otten, who supposedly was fighting with her husband, who was named Dewey, which I love, and he claimed that he like went to dinner or something. And then she either jumped or was pushed, I don't know, or a spirit got her, who knows. And she jumped out the window and she landed on an old man who was just minding his business, walking on the street below. And oh, at shit. first, it was oh my God. towards Biani, And he was just, a lot of elderly people ended up living in downtown in the 50s and 60s because it was cheap and, and, sure. and you right. know, they didn't have much money and uh, when they first discovered both the bodies they initially thought like oh maybe they jumped together maybe it was a murder suicide maybe he pushed her but they were able to figure out that she had fallen on him because his hands were in his pocket and his shoes were still on his feet and oh, if he God. had jumped with her his hands would have flown up and his shoes would have flown off even before it becomes like the 70s and 80s and you know, it's hardcore turned into Skid Row. The Cecil already had a lot of dark forces and really gnarly stuff going on. I think where the legend of it being demonic comes from, it's not necessarily the folks, the tragic folks who died by suicide or are murdered, it's the serial killers. And of right. course, the most famous one is Richard Ramirez. Right. Who yeah. lived there, the night stalker, who lived there while he was actively killing folks for at least two stretches in the 80s. Mm-hmm. And there's really terrifying stories of him bringing eyeballs of a victim back into the Cecil and all this really messed up stuff. You said that there were other killers? In the- yes, 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 yes. Actually, I find uh, the other main serial killer who lived there even more fascinating than Ramirez just because I find Ramirez like so disgusting. Yeah. Uh, this guy is more like swathed. <laughs> He's just as terrible, but he's a guy named uh, Jack Unterwinger. I don't know if I'm saying it right. I've heard it pronounced different. I'm terrible with pronunciation. So excuse me if it's wrong. Same, uh, Same okay, good. uh But Jack Unterwinger was this really fascinating kind of case study of something. He was from Austria and he had strangled a woman with her bra when he was still like a teenager and he was sent to jail when he was still a teenager but mm-hmm. he was very really charming and he was really very good looking very well read and of course he was white which i'm sure it's all about you know white privilege yeah. coming into this mm-hmm. and he became kind of a call celeb in prison and wrote a book you know and and became kind of like this model reformed guy and he got out of jail in europe and became a journalist covering crime Various magazines so wow what a cover that's i that's amazing
2: brilliant Brilliant.
3: yeah 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 and so he got a job to write about sex work on skid row for a magazine in la (gasps) came out to la and this was in the early 90s and he said i want to stay at the cecil And this is very strange. It's like nobody wanted to stay at the scene. So like, even if you were doing an article about Skid Row, you were not, it was not safe. I mean, in 1980s, Skid Row is like really hardcore. Mm -hmm. And so he came to stay. He convinced the LAPD to let him do a ride along in the car. And then he wrote his article and left. And a couple, not even a couple, I think it was like a few months later, it was discovered in Europe that everywhere he had been going to write, he had been murdering women, mm-hmm. and He murdered three women in L.A., again, with his signature, like strangling folks with a bra while he was living at the Cecil. And Holy the shit. reason he wanted to stay at the Cecil was because Richard Ramirez was his hero. And he had heard the Mother. legend of Ramirez at the Cecil. So you want to talk about residual energy. Jesus. Right? And believing somewhere could like imbue imbue you with something.
2: Especially if you're asking for it.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Oh yeah. my God. Did he request his room for fuck's sake? <laughs> like my
3: <laughs> he might have, because I think there is supposedly a room Ramirez was in. So he might have known that. But yeah, was... So he was asking for like the strength or whatever of the, yeah. the forces
2: was he um were his victims sex workers or people on skid row because that would make sense then if he was doing the article he could meet people find targets know where to find them they'd yeah, already trust him on. and then just take them back
3: yeah they were sex workers so yeah. it was mm-hmm. it was a easy thing to do and he had been to all the hot spots with the lapd when they gave right. the ride along God.
2: and he knew what they did he knew what their response would be he knew they didn't give a shit about sex workers
3: right <sighs> Jesus. yeah that's underwinger he's he's quite a character mm.
2: and to me, i wish that was the only person who pulled that mo but it's not
3: no, no. it's not it's no, a very it's common not. mo Ugh. were there any yeah. others there was a couple there were a couple killers who like hid out in the cecil but they were just one-offs they'd only murdered one person <laughs> oh they, um. they don't count they don't mm. really they don't really <laughs> count places like the Cecil. I mean, I feel like the Cecil should just be burned to the ground. Like, I don't know why they keep trying to, to revamp it. To me, it's like evil. I don't, I don't, I I don't want it.
2: What was, I mean, we talk about, is it the building? Is it things that happened in the building? Is it further than that? Is it the land? Is it something connected to the specific geographical place? Um, Do you know what was there prior to the Cecil?
3: The thing about L.A. is like it's we build over our history so fast. Like there's so many different versions of L.A. that have existed in like this really short amount of time. Because, you know, before, I mean, Native Californians, of course, lived here forever. But the Spanish and the Mexicans and then the Americans, all those periods were, in you know, basically from the late 1700s to today. So there's a lot of history jam packed into a really short amount of time, but we've managed to build up over it so quickly. Like mm-hmm. there's the first four original graveyards of Los Angeles. I do a tour for that. Uh, we're all by Olvera Street downtown and all disappeared within like 70 years. So do you want to- they have talk- they They've been built on? They, well, they've been all been built on. Like the freeways there, the, the Chinatown's there. They've been completely overturned. And there's all these sure. really foolish stories about, you know, bodies have been found as recently as a few years ago. There were a bunch of bodies found. Uh, that was the original Catholic cemetery by uh, oh, wow. the, yeah, by the uh, church. And it was really, La Pasita, and it was really tragic because they were building a new building there and they found all of these bones. And all these bones had supposedly been moved to new cemeteries, right? So, like, we're just built, the whole world's a graveyard, as I always say. And so LA in particular is just built on, like, bones and bones and bones super quickly in the name of progress. To a certain extent, like,
0: almost the aspects of the Cecil and, you know, these other places, they're just a microcosm of what Los Angeles is as a city. It's just...
2: I mean, it sounds yeah I mean, that's got a theme for sure.
0: See what I mean? We got to get her yeah. back. We got it's we so her good. Back.
2: That was really fun talking to her. Had
0: and like, shit. It's
2: aside from just, like creepy paranormal stuff and true crime stuff rolled into one on top of that, it was just this lovely, like history nerd evening. And right. I really, really enjoyed myself,
4: well,
0: I can't wait until you know, we feel safe enough to go out in public in lodge <laughs> groups. And I would love to do one of Hadley's Atlas Obscura.
2: The little walking tour yeah. thing. Yes. Yes. Oh I would God. absolutely love to do that too.
0: So Hadley, you're the best. Thank you so mm-hmm. much. Thank um, you. Joy, what was
2: yours? Um, I, I really loved slash hated because i was terrified um when bella vendetta came on and told us about the before it's time organic insane amount of variety of tomato gardening <laughs> like restaurant like <laughs> thing that her dad did um yeah. and uh, dude um getting that to one, talk to Bella yeah. again was great for me because we're old friends and it was really fun to have her on. Um, but I mean, that story about the house they lived in, oh my God, like the, the mimicry and the like silence bubbles, like how they'd be yelling for each other and the other one wouldn't hear it. Or like, it's, you know, her dad would wake up and see her in the room talking to him and it wasn't her, and she was like upstairs in her own apartment room, whatever. And then there was the flood in the basement, and then there was the situation with the front door. I was
0: just gonna say
2: the well where yeah, you know, when Rico opened. <laughs> you don't remember when I took the top off the well and opened the gates to hell? Like what oh was God. that? God. <laughs> um. Let's let's play a little bit of that because that is just
6: that whole sit down with her was unreal yes so the first thing I remember clearly happening there was um that I was on the fourth floor in the attic talking to my friend on the phone from New York City I remember what friend it was I literally remember the conversation we were having and it was a time in my life that I was really isolated because I was in upstate New York I didn't know anyone there it was like Before the internet, even really, like before I had a computer of my own or anything like that. And I was, and I used to like go to breakdancing competitions and raves and stuff. And we were like talking about this breakdancing competition that was coming up, really clearly talking about this. And I was looking out the window, waiting for my father to pull in. Because I wanted to take the truck to go do something, I, like I was stuck there without a vehicle, and I was waiting and I was like pacing back and forth and looking out the window waiting for my father. And I turned to walk away from the window, and the door to the attic started shaking like he was like trying to get in. And I said to my friend, "Oh fuck, I gotta go. My father, I don't know." And I'm like yelling and I'm like, "Come, hold on! I'm on the phone. Hold on!" And I was getting really mad. And the door is like shaking, and so I thought something was wrong. So I said to my friend, "Something's fucking wrong. I gotta go." And I hang up. Oh my and I go downstairs and I open the door and no one is there <gasps> and I'm like what the fuck and I go back upstairs and I look out the window and as I look out the window my father's truck pulls up no fuck off no one was there oh fuck my god that. so I run downstairs and I'm like tell my father what just happened and I'm like dude the door was no I'm telling you the door was shaking and he's telling me like I'm being dramatic whatever it was probably the wind (laughs) and I'm like no and he knows my friend that I was on the phone with and I'm like call him back he heard the door he was literally asking what was going on the door was shaking off the hinges he just like kind of we poo-pooed it it wasn't that big of a deal right that was the first day I stood I was like feeling scared in that house and I used to like Uh... call my friend and be like I don't know this house is freaky it is really old. I don't know. I'm gonna like look up the history of the house. So you know me, okay? oh, I'm gonna go to the library. No, but I'm that's like a, up the history of the house. Yes, <laughs> yes, that's what you yes, do. That's the I smart know. thing to do. So the bar, we're like a couple of days from opening. The bar set up. <clears throat> we had just that day, he had the waitress there put all the wine glasses. And we're shutting everything down for the night, closing all the lights. Waitress leaves. My father's upstairs. I'm going upstairs, and I hear. Something fall and smash. No. And I'm like, what the fuck? And I don't have, we didn't have any pets at that time. And I was like, what's that? And I turn the light and I'm looking around. I don't see anything. And I'm like, did you hear that, And He doesn't even hear me saying that. That was the other thing about the house. There were some times that like you couldn't hear anything. Uh... It would be like he would be like, I was screaming. You didn't hear me. And I'd be like, no, I didn't hear anything at all. Oh my god. So that was one of these times. And I'm like, Dad, you didn't. Hear- Hello. I'm like screaming. And then I hear another smash. And I'm like turning all the lights up. I'm like, come downstairs. I don't know what's breaking. Something's breaking down here. He still doesn't hear me until oh I hear God. a lot, like a lot of crashes. And I go into the bar and all, all of the wine glasses are go- smashed on the floor as if someone had come and taken their arm and knocked everything over. Everything is smashed. Oh, on the floor. Yes, I'm my God. They weren't yes. tilted. There's no, there's no explanation for how they would all have fallen and smashed on the floor. And one night, so I'm all the way in the attic in the fourth floor asleep. It's the middle of the night and it's freezing, like freezing, like in the movies where all of a sudden you see your breath. And why is it all of a sudden so cold in my house? I'm like shivering. Wait, what time of year was it? In the winter. Okay. But it felt like, it felt like I was outside. It felt like I was, it was like frigidly cold. And so i go downstairs, it's getting colder and colder. And like it was another one of those times where I was trying to wake up my dad. Dad, dad, why is it so cold? Is the heat broken? Are you okay? He's not answering. So I go downstairs to the third floor where the restaurant is. And I walk through the kitchen and it's fucking so cold. And I'm like looking around and I get to the front door of the restaurant. The door is gone. The door's not on the restaurant anymore. And I look out and the door is is flying down the road it is rolling down the road blowing in the wind what What? the door was not on the restaurant i mean i know i heard you but what so i run again like a tumbleweed
0: a tumbleweed door
6: yes jesus christ on a cracker what the fuck is happening at this place i wake my dad up and he's like in a daze and i'm like dad the door's not on the house and he's like and I, what are you talking about I'm like the door's not on the fucking house and he's not understanding until he too gets up and sees like the door is not on the house
2: that was from bell vendetta's episode titled snails would never do that and it's mm-hmm. episode seven of season two mm-hmm. dude i like, how does a door get ripped off its hinges and go flying down the road? How does that fucking happen?
0: I mean, how? listen, special effects, someone attached. You know, I worked on a show where we were demolishing a house and we had to make it fun and quirky. So, <laughs> I, and I did this with supervision of all of the correct authorities and watchdogs in place to make sh- sure that no animals were hurt. Um, i managed to i got a, a mini horse by the name of cinnamon who i didn't know until that day mini horses can be very grumpy and ornery and so we had <laughs> cinnamon with one of our talent and they were gonna pull down the wall of a house and they weren't really it was just we were pretending but cinnamon took the fuck off with our <laughs> talent trying to hold on and was getting dragged across this field so i would say the the door was pulled off by a
2: mini horse uh survey says nope no god damn it sorry no i'll put in a family feud sound there Uh, wow uh yeah man i don't know what y'all did at that house up there but rico Fucking goddamn it, Rico. um Another, obviously, like, I don't even, it, it's so obvious that why would we even mention it? But if we don't mention it, we're idiots. um We got to talk to Katrina. I and mean, that was huge this listen, season. You're
0: being all casual with the first name,
2: oh, tossing sorry. it around.
0: You know, you, you know, know, my Katrina. old bud
2: Katrina, <laughs>
0: buddy gal. <laughs> We got to speak with the wonderful, effervescent Katrina Weidman, who, for both of us, is someone we have a lot of admiration and respect for. She has been a pioneering force in the unscripted area of paranormal and investigative television. Um, She got to work with Lorraine Warren. Um, You know, it's a male-dominated field, and she has been... A part of it since day one. Katrina's a badass, and I think that. I think that we should see more of her on the TV.
2: Um. Yes, talking to Katrina was totally a highlight. And then we talked to her, and like I went back and watched so many, like paranormal lockdowns after we talked to her that like, I don't know. Listening to it again, seeing those again after hearing like having our interview was just. It was a different experience.
0: I think it's the fact that she's very calm and collected and measured. Yeah, and she is that way for us to chat to. She, she, and going back, like you said, we went back and we watched these other shows and some of the investigations, like the one she told us that the place that she would she would never, you know, that that terrified her the most, the black black monk, monk house in Pontefract even when the ship was getting really bad there seeing her keep it calm it's like I don't know how you do that I don't know how you do that
2: like I know why you do that
0: I don't know but how that she's she able it.
2: to control it right yeah. it's really yeah um
0: she's like the one like when everybody's tripping their ball, their, their balls off on something She's the mom kind of of the group who's like, everybody get your shit together, you're fine. The walls are not melting. You're gonna be great, you're gonna be fine. I'm right here, look at me. Look me in the eyes, I'm right here with you. You're gonna be great, it's gonna be oh fine. My God. Let's sit in a circle and massage each other. That sounds like a great idea,
2: yeah? Okay, see, now I have to cut this out because you just went too far.
0: No, <gasps> didn't you ever do massage circles at raves? Everybody did him. all the kids. We who also- are you
2: asking this question to? You asking me? Oh, well, you didn't go to raves, right? I've never been to a rave in my life.
0: Yeah, no, man. Everyone's no. sitting in a circle, one behind each other, and then just rub each other's shoulders. No,
2: don't touch me. No, not unless you're unless you're trying to make out with me, don't give me a back rub. Like, no. Anyway, going you play a little little clip of Katrina talking to us. So, so people who didn't hear those, listen, we had katrina had two episodes uh yes. because we made her hang out with
3: us for a long time and wouldn't stop talking to
2: her even though she was on east coast time
0: i know she it was, was an like, angel i think we finished it was maybe 1 a.m her time it's like oh mad God. shit thank you mad respect thank you i appreciate it yes shall um, we check out something yes
2: it? let's do that okay when
1: we were working um, in PRS, there was a case that we had to go back to twice. And um, we would label this case demonic. Um, is I this think
0: the, the one with the number in It, it? is,
1: it mm. is. And we, um, so now demonic, and again, that's that's like a whole, that's a whole other conversation we can have, but oh, for yes. now right. I'll just Someday say. Someday we're here
0: for it. <laughs> I want yeah. that conversation, though, in person. Yeah. preferably <laughs> kitted out in girls fucking pajamas again. <gasps>
1: Yay. <laughs> I'm here I for have- that. The second time we went, I don't think I was in the episode, but I was there. And when I went home, I started having things happen. And it started so... So lightly, like to the point where like, you know, I just sort of thought I was crazy. I was like, I'm making this up in my head. Um, but mm-hmm. I, I will never forget the night it changed because I was living in a townhouse at the time. It's a really shitty townhouse. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> it was so shitty. And um and I was, I mean, but you know, whatever. We were all poor and um I came downstairs, you know, I'm a night owl, so I came downstairs for like a drink of water. It's probably like two, three in the morning, something like that. And I'm in the kitchen and it's like an open floor plan. Right. And I got this overwhelming feeling that somebody was staring at me, like oh bearing into my soul, staring at me. And like to the point where I started checking the windows, I checked the door locks. I was peeking out every, like who, you know, both of my roommates were asleep at the time. One slept in oh. the basement. The other one was on the second floor with me. Um, And I, it was so intense that I was like, what the hell is happening? So then it, it escalated from there. And again, nothing bad, nothing evil.
0: How does it evil. escalate from that feeling?
1: So it so it all ended, the last experience I had, and this is over the course of like two to four months, mm-hmm. um, the last experience I had, I was in my bedroom alone trying to go to sleep and I... I'm turned over kind of on this side, my, what is that? My right side. And I hear a breath in my left ear. No, thank you. No, no. So I talked to, I talked to everybody at PRS about it. And I was just like, this, this is happening. I feel crazy, but I'm pretty sure something has changed. And the conclusion was what everyone could think of was that it had to be related to that case. Right. And so the advice was to ignore it and it will go away. And so that's what I did. I ignored it. And then the breath was the last thing I had happen.
2: If you want to go back and listen to the entire interview, episode 12
0: of season two is the first one, which is Libra moon Taurus rising. And then episode um, 13 Is called "Don't Fill Your Arms Up," which is part two of our interview with Katrina.
2: We've had a hell of a season, huh? We've had we've had like, can we just talk about the power of like technology and the internet and social media for like being able to connect us with all of these people? I know, and have all of these interviews when we haven't even been able to leave our houses most of the year. I know. (laughs) it's amazing
0: it's quite marvelous it really is and this this has been such a good you know thing for for me to do especially during the pandemic just because I don't know it's something I love and it's something I enjoy doing with you and it's something to look forward to Um, and I'm not saying there's nothing to look forward to, but it's nice to still, you know, so many people lost the ability to do their hobbies or do, you know, their extracurricular things that they, that gave them joy. And, you know, the fact that we were able to find a way to continue to make it work was just really, really quite lovely. Um, yeah, I mean, I wasn't,
2: I wasn't able to tattoo steadily, um, the time that i didn't tattoo last year was the longest i've ever gone without tattooing regularly and i mean it was definitely depressing for me so having this podcast to work on and have that, like having something like a creative outlet mm-hmm. other than just drawing things in my Spare time, and that's definitely an air quote spare time, because um, <laughs> I don't have that. What? Um, <laughs> what? But like this, this was my primary, consistent creative outlet. Yeah. Um A grown up creative outlet, you know, when I wasn't just like making pictures and doing stuff with my kid. Like, it's been so important to me, and like Emily and I have really kept one another kind of on course and like helped each other stay a little more sane than we might have been without this right so thank you thank everyone who's listening thank all of our guests um like it's really just kind of been phenomenal the stuff that's gone on the last year with this podcast
0: and And then uh, speaking of tattoos uh, tattoos (laughs) tattoos
3: you should say it like an Aussie
2: you say
0: tattoo.
1: Tat Tattoo.
0: Uh, Joy Joy got, Joy had the pleasure of tattooing me.
1: I don't I know.
0: I'm not going to say it like that. Whatever. But you it was a pleasure for you. Emily um, had the
2: pleasure of falling asleep while I was tattooing her.
0: Listen, I Joy has such a feather light delicate touch that I Fell asleep on the table with my arm poking out at a at a at an angle so that she could tattoo it. And I drugged her. Poor Joy was I talking mean- to me at one <laughs> point and I wasn't responding. And that was only when she realized I'd actually fallen asleep. I wasn't yeah, just it was great. Meditating. But we listened to this really fun podcast. Oh, yeah. Let's give them a shout out while we please. were doing Oh, God, I don't have my fucking phone, Nemi.
2: Um, we listened to True Hauntings. Yes. With Anne and Renata. Renata. Anne and Renata. Renata. They're from uh, Australia. We love yeah. them now. Yeah, I, I do. Um, that same day, I actually drove back from the shop and I listened to the Paris Catacombs episode. Ooh. And it was great. It was
0: so good. So, yes. Check them out, and we love you. Yes, please. We like, we love you. We'd love to meet you if you ever come to America.
2: I'd love it if you actually listened to this and could hear us saying we love you. But I'm going to assume you don't, so I might just say it on Instagram. Yeah, whatever.
0: yeah. Uh, you know, <laughs> whatever. No pressure. That's yeah, whatever. But, you know, going back to, you know, you asked me what my favorite episode was, and it was it was about the sea You and I got to take a quick jaunt. We did because joy's tattoo uh studio is just down the block Mm
2: -hmm. a short
0: walk from it is really a very
3: short walk
0: walk. (laughs) and It's it's probably
2: too short of a
0: walk just a bit too short um The place is completely boarded up right now. Uh, It's undergoing renovations. We'll see how that goes. Ah, There was (laughs) a lovely
2: gentleman working security outside. He was lovely. Yes. He was very nice. Um,
7: He took our picture for us. Yeah, Yeah. we
2: were taking pictures and I was like, I bet people do this all day, huh? And he was like, yep, all the time. I was like yeah, I figured maybe we're not the only people that are doing this while like other people are coming up to take pictures. (laughs) And then he was like, do you want me to take your picture in front of the hotel for you guys? And we're like,
3: yes, thank you. (laughs) So if you follow our Instagram, you can see a picture of us super stoked in front of the Cecil having our picture taken by their security.
0: Honestly, I kind of want to go back down and just talk to him and find out, you know, start to ask him obviously i'm sure they've got odd people doing odd things down there i mean All there are odd long. people doing All odd things long, down there anyway but and you know and if he i wonder i can't help but wonder if he's part of a security company with people inside the hotel and if they hear anything
2: i'm pretty sure that if i were a younger version of myself mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that didn't have to be home for things like bedtime mm-hmm That I would be able to chat him up a bit and get inside Uh, the seesaw.
0: I agree. I think you could too. Especially because he was like, I love your tattoos.
2: (laughs) It's a foot in the door. It might be a foot in the door to someplace fucking terrifying. Listen,
0: take what we can. That's right. God bless it. Well, Joy, let's finish. Let's finish our season with what we're grateful
2: for. You go first. I am grateful currently that um, my family, that we moved to Long Beach because it's been good to us so far. And I'm really happy to be so close to the beach. I'm happy to be able to get out and go for a morning walk. Pretty much every morning. I make my child do this at like nine o'clock in the morning. I'm like, let's go. It's morning walk time. It's on our schedule. You can't say no. It's on our schedule. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and we go out and we like have little places in the neighborhood i'm like oh do you want to walk by the wizard's house or do you want to walk by the happy birthday house like we have (laughs) different things that we call places (laughs) one of the places down the alley is called link's house because it's this crazy house that has like stained glass windows and like cutouts of swords and he (gasps) plays zelda with my husband so i was like oh it looks like link's house so we have all these little places in the neighborhood that have little nicknames already. And it's exciting. I love so, that. Um I am grateful that we moved and we made the right move. That's yeah. what I'm happy for. I like that. Your turn. I'm grateful.
0: I have a lot of gratitude for, um, I have a lot of gratitude that I, for, for the health insurance that I am lucky enough to have because I know a lot of other people don't have it. Um, we, we mentioned this in our episode with Katrina, um, that I'd fallen, that I broke my nose. And what I didn't realize at that time is that I'd given myself a post-concussive head injury. And so, um, I'm grateful for the fact that my insurance, uh, covers a neurologist, and that it covers the rehab specialists who have been in my house every single day of the week, uh, since, um, the end of February, beginning of March. And that, um, I now only struggle with migraines, um, which it sounds like it sucks, but trust me, it's way more having everything else happening with them and that I get to return to work. Um, I feel really grateful that I feel like myself again because a really long time there, I didn't. And I was scared that I would never feel like myself again. And so, um, and I'm grateful for joy being there and listening to me and being one of the loud voices telling me (laughs) I needed to listen to my neurologist when she said to me two days after I did it, you need to start rehab for brain injuries. And I said, nah, it's all right. I'll keep working for a bit No, And, uh, Joy, you know, my husband hearing my speech interruptions and stuttering and seeing that something clearly was wrong with me, Um, maybe nudging me in the direction that I finally went. So I'm feeling a lot of gratitude right now for my family and for the uh, professionals that came into our house and didn't judge me on how clean it was and instead just helped me get better.
2: I'm proud of you. It's hard to do that. It's,
0: it's hard to ask for help and it's hard to admit there's something wrong.
2: Yeah. And it's I mean,
0: weird. Yeah. it It's weird to say, oh, I just have migraines now because I have migraines like two to three times a week, but it compared to what it was like four months yeah. ago, it's wonderful. And yeah. it's, it's, you know, there's a solution I'm working towards <sighs> a solution. No such, no, no point in living in the problem, Joy. No point.
2: I'll have to still learn that one, but I agree. (laughs) If I'm anything, it's honest. Listen, (laughs) I have things to work on.
0: It's a journey. It's a journey. And it's a daily reminder that.
2: No, I'm very happy that you're doing much better.
0: Thanks, darling. Me too.
2: Yeah. Well, shit. While we're on um,
0: break. Aside from
2: that mushy yeah. stuff. Sorry, so stop <laughs> it. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. We're going to go on summer break.
6: Woo! Yay! Woo! Yay, Here we TVs. come. Ah.
0: Um, we would like you to not only email us your creepy bit stories of your experiences, but we'd also love to hear from you of any haunted locations or historical hauntings that you would like to hear more about from us, um, like we did with our last episode. Um, oh, shit, Joy, what was, hang on, pause, pause,
2: <laughs> pause. Toodaloo, system.
3: motherfucker?
0: Yeah, toodaloo, motherfucker. Um, so if you heard our last episode, which was episode 17, entitled Toodaloo, motherfucker, um, which feel free to use that anytime you want to. Just okay. do it behind your mask and whisper it. So no <laughs> one can lip little, rate, be like, toodle motherfucker. <laughs> um, where we talked, we had a deep dive into two well-known historical hauntings. Uh, please hit us up um, at our email address, which is theresidualspodcast at gmail.com.
2: Yeah, send us your stories, send us suggestions. Um, but also, like, I can't wait until we have more stories to share with you because hopefully while we're Mm. on our summer break, we will have lots of encounters like, you know, on like haunted ships that the city of long beach is trying to stop from capsizing. Um, And maybe like a spooky sleepover in Tahoe where one of our friends has a uh, well-known haunting in a cabin there. So we were thinking of assembling our ghost therapy team for a little sleepover. Uh, so yeah, we really want to get out there and do some stuff. We're going to have new adventures. Uh, we were thinking about maybe doing some video,
3: <gasps> maybe
2: doing a little residuals TV. Or what? Something. Yeah. Like who knows? I don't know. We have some time off. So Figured between it. now and October, When we come back Uh with season three, we'll be doing new stuff and taking suggestions. And I mean, we're not doing ghost stuff all the time. I have to get my child in kindergarten since he hasn't been in school since March of 2020. Right. Um, I'm going to have free time, which is exciting. So I won't be staying up until 2 a.m. the night before the podcast is due to edit it once kindergarten starts. Mm Mm-hmm um, I am tattooing pretty regularly again. So if anybody wants to come get tattooed by me and talk about ghosts at the same time, we can do that. Do it
0: because um, I can guarantee you will be the most relaxed you have ever been in your entire life by the time you're finished.
2: I was. I, I don't say that that will happen because I know that I've had plenty of clients have to cry through things because it hurts, but there's a chance since Emily experienced that there's a chance you could nap.
5: Um,
2: But yeah, if you want to, I'll plug myself. If you want to check out my tattoo stuff, just go to joyrumore.com. J O Y R U M O R E.com. And I am writing and illustrating a children's book yes you are one right now so I'll be doing that working on that um, over break too Mm -hmm, so keep an mm -hmm. eye out it's coming Mm -hmm. what are you gonna be doing
0: working I'm getting back to the grind baby
2: so exciting I'm really
0: excited it's not like work is my only purpose in life but I miss being creative and I miss working with the team that I worked with they're really lovely people and I'm looking forward to seeing their faces over the internet and, and feeling like, I don't know, I'm looking forward to using my brain again. Yeah. That isn't what I <laughs> like doing simple math equations and word, word problems that I've been doing for the last few months. So I could get to this point,
2: you know, uh, I'll tell age. you since going, I've only been back. I go in Saturdays to the tattoo shop to Just that's the one day I can do as far as childcare is concerned and uh, hanging out with like-minded tattooers has just really been refreshing and nice to be back at work. So I feel, yeah, work is exciting
0: sometimes. Well, I have to make an appointment with you anyway, because I want to get something else on my arm because I really need to have another good nap and want to feel that that relaxation again. So I'm going to make an appointment with you.
2: I think we're going to make Anessa come with us that time
0: too. Yes, ooh, yeah, that's that's right.
2: Something
0: else fun.
2: Yeah.
0: Well, y'all. Until oh, and you know what? Some Mm. one more thing. Yeah. It's June, which is Pride Mm. Month.
2: It is.
0: So I wanted to say Happy Pride Month to all of our LGBTQ listeners
2: that's right
0: and to our listeners who are parents and supportive parents and family members and friends Mm -hmm. who have been there every step of the way with the people that they love and supporting them um we love you and um we're here for you
2: yeah happy pride everybody
0: happy pride
2: happy pride
0: and until october i guess um shit stuck up on sage because something weird is gonna be coming i feel (laughs) But yeah, I guess till October just be kind. Mm-hmm. Be patient with people. Wash be safe. Hand. Yeah, be safe. And um, don't be afraid of the dark.
2: But I will. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Some shit don't change. Mm-mm. No. Okay, we'll talk to you later. Okay, bye. We yeah. love you. Thank you. Bye. Let's
0: kiss noises. Kiss attack. Bye. Bye. You got my name wrong, not soul collector, Derek.